Hey, it's Nick from 50 Campfires, and this is the episode of The Daily Outdoor that we recorded on March 20th, 2018. We had the privilege of interviewing Chris Havel, who's the Associate Director for Oregon State Parks. We asked him what was at the bottom of Oregon State Parks seeing record-setting camping attendance year after year. We also asked him about some of his favorite places and must-see spots in the state. Enjoy. What? I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> Happy day, everybody. It is Nick from 50 Campfires. And Clint from 50 Campfires. What's happening? I hope everybody had a fantastic St. Patty's Day. Did you? I had a really good... I, it was a little bit too good. I, uh, I, I did not plan on going out because it's usually just a big mess everywhere. It sure is. And uh, I had a fantastic time. Really? It was awesome, yeah. You stayed home? <laughs> no, I went. Of course you did. Uh, we went over to our sister city, St. Paul. Really? What yeah, did you do there? Yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit of cheersing, a little bit of <laughs> dancing, a few jigs. Some camaraderie. Some camaraderie. Just in general. With my, with my newly discovered Irish brothers and sisters. Because I was telling you last week that I took the, um, the 23andMe genetic test. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And boom, 13% Irish. I had no idea. Oh, so you really thought you were hot stuff out there in... Uh... In St. Paul, did you? Oh, yeah, I think I really was. Did you develop an accent? <laughs> no. Okay, good. No, we both know that my accents are terrible. <laughs> this is true. All of them. Your accents are horrible. Awful. Are horrible. What did you do this weekend? Did you, you went to the cabin, I right? went ice fishing. Right. I, had, I actually had a sweet day. So we were out ice fishing without jackets on, with no ice fishing shack. Yeah. I set up one of these big, long travel chair benches on the ice. Okay. And drilled holes and had my whole family out there. Same travel chair that we brought to... Oregon. It is, but let's not jump there yet. Let's not jump there yet. That would have been a great transition. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. It was off the cuff, too. <laughs> hey, Dusty, how are you this afternoon? So we do have a special guest for everyone today. I'm so glad you're here to join us. But first, cameraman Jeff is holding something there. And I want to give away a 50 Campfires Daily Outdoor Limited Edition Refrigerator Magnet. Because I know how much you love refrigerator magnets. Really? Actually, I don't know that about them at all. Hey, Joseph, how are you? So we are going to post a link up here down below for you guys to enter to win. This is going through Friday. Feel free to enter. And for our podcast guests, unfortunately, you're going to have to start watching the live video show because I'm not going to be able to post it for you. But Everybody likes refrigerator magnets, right? It's not just a thing. Like that's, <laughs> It's a thing. It's a thing. You collect them. I actually do collect them whenever we go somewhere. Is, and, I, I'm, and I also assume that everybody is like me and my wife, where like once a year you clean it off, and you're like, that's it. We're not going to have a fridge full of... Is, and that, then, a, is that really a thing? And that just in, you and your wife have sp like spring cleaning for in refrigerator magnets? In a couple of weeks, it's full of bills and all sorts of nonsense again. Like it's impossible to, to keep it clean. So That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Go with the refrigerator magnets. However, I, do have, I collect refrigerator magnets whenever we're traveling around the country. I bring them back here to the office and put them on the refrigerator. One of my favorite magnets that we have on the refrigerator oh, yeah. is Grumpy Cat. Yeah. And it says, I went to Oregon once and it rained. And he has a very sour look on his face. <laughs> he sure does. He's and mad. That, that, that magnet is very accurate for us. Because we did go to Oregon once. And it did rain a lot. But man, did we still get a ton done and see a ton. It was incredible. It was. So yeah, it was what great. I'd like to do without further ado is introduce... Our guest, Chris Havel, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the screen with him here, and that way we can see. Chris, you are live with us on the Daily Outdoor. Welcome. Yeah, good afternoon. How are you? So how's the weather in Oregon today? Is it raining? 
It is not raining. There are little white puffy clouds that look like cotton balls hanging all over the sky. So, you know, you need, just need to come back today. <laughs> <laughs> today. That's like we literally went there once. Everyone was talking it up that we need to see Oregon. We need to visit the Oregon coast because it's beautiful. It's incredible. It's truly beautiful. However, it rained on us for about a week straight. Yeah, we left the water on that time. I'm sorry, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But the the vegetation out there, not even just on the coast, even if if you're just walking around in Portland, the vegetation is so different from here. So what I'm realizing was we haven't introduced Chris. So Chris is the Associate Director of Oregon State Parks. Is that correct? Sure. Sure. I'm going to make up a better title for you. Chris is the the landlord. Uh, No, he... (laughs) No, no, no. All of the people of Oregon are the landlords for the state park system. So. Oh, I like that vibe. That is a great way to talk about it. Uh, so Sandy's chiming in. It is beautiful in Oregon, she says. It's absolutely fantastic. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Lisa, how are you? So uh, the reason that we asked Chris to join us is because we read an article last week or the week before that Oregon state parks had hit a record-breaking year for camping in 2017. And... <clears throat> Excuse me, and we figured we'd bring Chris on to tell us maybe why he thinks that's happening. I'd love to hear that. And the, the article that I found and read was that it actually, they've been breaking that record for three years. And we were chatting with Chris a little bit before well, he came on. Thunder. <laughs> and it's even more than we both of us thought. Chris, why? Yeah, it's just been, it has been going gangbusters. So, you know, why? Yeah, you know, lots of reasons. It could be that... Um, it's been getting warmer and staying warmer for longer. Uh, so our spring and our fall is generally where we pick people up, um, uh, people who are expanding their camping season a bit, and that boosts our numbers. So I think that's part of it. Um, in spite of your experience here in fall, uh, especially <laughs> on the coast, especially on the south coast, October um, can be just like summer. Uh, it's well, we 70 were there degrees. It's fantastic. It was, it was, it was pretty yeah. awesome there when we were it's in gorgeous. October. I mean, I joke about the rain, and everyone that visits yeah. Oregon, I think, has to Sorry. make a joke about the rain. But like, they they do. It was, it was beautiful. It was yeah. it was like and, it was like summer. Yeah, yeah. But I but we are seeing that even even when it's raining. Um, yeah, there are people who are going to stay inside and curl up with their Pendleton polar fleece blankets. But uh, an increasing number of people realize that you know the rain's not a barrier. That's just a different way to experience the atmosphere in Oregon. So I don't think that really stops people who are really getting into it and enjoying themselves. One of the things that we tie this back to is remember a few years back when gas really spiked high. It was like four dollars, four fifty a gallon somewhere. I in that actually range. This just was a few years back. I just heard a story about yeah. this about because of electric vehicles. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So um, that's when we really started seeing uh, people returning to their roots and saying, I don't need to drive two states away to have a fantastic experience for my week-long vacation. I can find a place in Oregon to do that. And and people started not just hitting the coast, which is always popular, uh, but the Willamette Valley, Southern Oregon, Central Oregon, Eastern Oregon. Um, we've got fantastic parks all over the state, and people are really starting to get turned on to that. And we're seeing them try new places and spread out and having experiences and Snapchatting it. And, it, and it's, I think that's just going to continue as long as we can keep up with the crowds. You know. Sure. So you kind of mentioned people staying local. Is that where you're seeing a lot of the traffic come from to the state parks? Are, are people local to Oregon, or are you seeing a lot of out-of-state traffic as well? Yeah, so just more than half of the people who visit the state park system are from Oregon. 
uh, and that's stayed pretty constant uh, over the years. Uh, our next most popular out-of-state visitors come from Washington and then California and then Idaho, British Columbia. So you can sort of like carve out a corner of the universe here that's on the West Coast, and that's generally who we see. But we are seeing people from uh, all over the world, even, you know, Minnesota. I, that's just pulling a name <laughs> hey, out of the air. Um, yeah. yeah, like places, exotic places that nobody's heard of. You know? So um, people Clown biking. Just a little bit. Uh, just, just a but, uh, but we are seeing people attracted to the bicycling, to the, the terrific public coast. That's something that really sets Oregon apart. Um, the, the, the wild terrain on the east side and central side of the state is really starting to attract a lot of attention, too. We've got dryland canyons and deserts with you know, slow rivers running through them, turning people on to fishing and to taking long walks uh, in the, our rocky backyard. So I think people are really starting to see the full diversity of, of Oregon, and that's really bringing them home. Sure. So what I'm going to do, I'd love to show some people some pictures of the Oregon State Parks. And you had actually made a promise. I've got a, I don't know if you're going to, if we can hold you to this, but we've got a picture sure. up right now of an Oregon State Park. And you've said that if someone can identify this, I don't know if we should put a, a time limit on this of, a few seconds, but if you, someone can identify this picture in the comments uh, right now while we're live, you'll give them a free Oregon State Parks pass. That is a smoking yep. hot deal. Okay. Yeah, I'll give them. I'll, I'll give them a twelve-month uh, parking pass for the state park system. So oh, we got to count it down. Oh, there we go. All right. So let's say let's say the next uh, twenty seconds, if someone can pop on and and tell us what that is, you'll you'll hook them up. Does that sound good? Yep. You you can't guess though. Oh, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm staying out of this. I'm I'm All good. Right. All right, so let's continue to flip through some pictures here, and I'm gonna want to go yep. full screen so people can really look at these. Perfect. So, uh, man, like you said, the diversity of the terrain in Oregon in the state parks, I was blown away. Yeah. Uh, what we did when we were there, Chris, is we actually flew into Portland, and then made our way west, uh, and then headed north, and actually just crossed over into Washington State. Um, but we stayed at Cape Lookout. We were at Silver Falls. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, we had a great time when we were there. So you've got everything from, like nice. you said, deserts yeah. kind of on the east side of the state to waterfalls on the coast. So I'm going to, I'm going to cut the cut. No one has won the state parks pass, just so you know. So it I'm going no, to pull gonna it off. call that, but what was that state park? Just see, right. so to so, fill us in. All right. So it was a bit of a cheat because it's both hard to produce, uh, pronounce and hard to spell. It's Iwatem lichen. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Iwatem lichen is in the northeast corner of the state. It's at the, it's in the Wallawa Mountains. So if you know the Wallawa Mountain area, the, uh, it's near Hell's Canyon, um, on our border between Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, where all those three states meet. It's up in that corner. Uh, so it's at a, it's next to a glacial moraine lake, and it's a terrific, it's a relatively small park. Most of our parks are, but a very relaxing place to take a walk, enjoy the wildflowers see a few deer, and have the Wallowa Mountains as your backdrop. So anybody who's traveling the state, uh, even an area as popular as the Wallowa Lake area, can still find these moments of peace and solitude at some of our smaller parks. And that's what I wanted to drive home there. So Sure. So I posted a link, just so you know, in the comments for OregonStateParks.org. Is that the best place for people to get information about coming to camp and visit the parks? Heck yes. All right. Perfect. I'm glad I didn't post some random awesome. link to some 
website that he's like, whoa, 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 that's actually Washington State. Stay away from there. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, we love our people in Washington too. So while you're here, if you're traveling all the way from you know the exotic hinterlands to the West Coast, <laughs> visit Oregon and visit Washington. So. The exotic interlands. I, I'm going to yeah. start referring to myself as Which, coming from the exotic interlands. You should. Yeah. You should. West of yeah. Mississippi, but the exotic interlands of our intercontinental. Right. Which we did. You'll have to speak slower. Washington a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah. Speak slower for all you for all you West Coast yeah. folks. Yep. So, Chris, you've been in. We've been working for the Oregon State Park System for how long now? Uh, twenty-three and a quarter years, something like that. What so I've got twenty three years, eight months. Wow. Yep. What are some what are some changes that you've know noticed in the just kind of outdoor tourism, outdoor industry in Oregon over your time there? Yeah, so that's a good question. We are seeing, I think, um we we've always catered to families and especially families with young kids. Uh and um that, that's sort of our bread and butter from the nineteen fifties forward. But we're seeing today uh, the, a new generation really getting energized by outdoor spaces, wanting to unplug a little bit, but only a little bit. You know, that, you know people still love tech, and it can make even a, an experience out in nature uh, wonderful. And, and we're seeing that kind of crowd coming in now where they, they want to be able to not just, you know, take a picture and then leave, but have a real experience with people, bring their friends out to a park and and take a three or four hour uh, walk into a new landscape and try to find ways of challenging themselves there, you know, to see something new, experience something new, find something real. And it's, I think it's that, so that that drive to get connected to something genuine. Um, sure. You know, that's what, that's what really drives us in recreation field. Uh, but uh, to see people coming in with that kind of attitude um, who are maybe only there for a weekend is, is really soul satisfying. Uh, and, and I think people are looking for new ways to play in the outdoors and that's, you know, bringing us along with it. And some of it is things like, well, what kind of trail experience uh, do you want? Um, you know, hikers, bicyclists, horseback riders, what kind of bicycling trail are we talking about now? Is it a mountain bike single track or is it something that you want to do on your fat bike or a challenge course or something like that? Uh, to new recreation like disc golf, um, which sort of found its home here in Oregon, uh, starting in the Willamette Valley, but really spreading out from there. And it's not something that we would have come up with on our own necessarily. It's the people coming into the park system who are really teaching us how to be good servants back to them. Uh, and that kind of dialogue, that interchange, uh, keeps it alive. You know, Even if you've been here for 20 years, you still get jazzed about coming to work and and doing good things because of the way visitors help us understand how to provide parks back for them. So, so Chris, I, I think that kind of dialogue um, and really helps. So. so we threw a question out to our audience that asking people if they've ever camped in Oregon while you were talking. And we've had all sorts of people chime in and talk about how stunning it is. And so Sandy hasn't camped there since the 1980s. It sounds like she needs to go back. She's got to get back out right, there. But, <laughs> Uh, we've got Karen who lives there and loves it. Campgrounds all over that are amazing. And I, from what you're saying, it sounds like the, the, the outdoor recreation in Oregon is really evolving in the parks um, and that you guys are kind of going wherever the, the audience is, whether it's, you said, disc golfing or fat tire biking. When we were up there, we actually fat tire yeah. biked on the beach. Uh, Cape uh, Lookout. Yeah, nice. Cape Lookout, which was just 
awesome. We went crabbing when we were out there and used the state parks as kind of our our kickoff to be able to get into some of the 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 water yeah. sports. We went fishing while we were up there. It was yeah, we floated. Was it the Columbia River that we floated down? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, we just had yeah, sweet. A, a great time when we were in Oregon. A question I, I always like to ask someone like you, who's been doing this for so long, Chris, especially in one spot. Anybody can hop onto TripAdvisor or a number of places and find out what all the hotspots are. What are a couple overlooked gems, in your opinion, that people might not think to go to that are maybe less visited? Yeah, so that's a good question. There's a on the coast. There's a couple of parks that are sort of small and tucked away. Um, a place like Carl Washburn on the central coast. That's almost dead center on the coast, but it's within walking distance, a couple of miles of the Cedar Head Lighthouse, um, and uh, just a terrific beach. Um, uh, one of the best on the coast. Although I don't like playing favorites, you know, but <laughs> it's my personal favorite. Right? Oh, and then sh- further down. No, it's all right. It's just between us, right? Yeah. Uh, further down on the south coast, uh, Humbug Mountain and Cape Blanco in that area. That's in the Port Orford area. Also terrific properties. You know, a lot of people, um, because they're coming into Portland, if they're from out of state, they only have time for a few loops uh, on the northern coast. Those are right. some of the more popular areas, places like Oswald West and Acola. But if, you're, if, if you don't have a lot of time uh, and uh, you like a good leg stretcher and a good walk, Saddle Mountain and the trail at Saddle Mountain uh, gives you one of the best views in the northern coast, and I'd really encourage you to check that out. L.L. Stubb Stewart State Park is one of our newest. It just opened in 2007. That is. L.L. Stubb Stewart, right? And it's Sounds named like an after uh, a short Irishman, oddly enough. Uh, uh, that's you. Uh, yeah, he was so he was a <laughs> right. So you're 13% Irish, is that what you said? Yeah. But. Um, it's the short part. Uh, it's a 1,500-acre park that's got terrific trails for bicyclists and horseback riding and walking, all sorts of camping from walk-in camping to cabins to RVs and other kinds of tents. So L.L. Uh, L. Stubb Stewart, Saddle Mountain, you can make a feast out of that for a weekend uh, and and never really go over as far as the coast. I encourage you to get to the coast if you can, but if you right. want to try something new and uh, and something that not a lot of people are going to be able to brag about, you should do Stubb Stewart and Saddle Mountain without a doubt. Well, I've got all of your recommendations written down here. And I think There's gonna, a bunch of them. I'm going to start planning my trip right now. <laughs> you should. Yes. Well, I don't want to keep you for too much longer, Chris. I really appreciate you joining us. I've posted links. We'll continue to post links to Oregon State Parks. We really enjoyed our time there and really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a real pleasure. And I do know where you are. So, All right. Perfect. You have a great rest of your day. You too. Adios. See ya. Holy smokes. So that was a pretty kinda, good list, right? I kind of feel like I need to go back to Oregon now. <laughs> we went there once when we're completely like un, un um, self educated yes and after talking to a guy like that where he's like hey here's four parks you should go to that no one knows about right right that would have been a great trip to do that but now the problem is that all of them know about this (laughs) so we're gonna post we'll post a link to all the all the not a link but a list of all of chris's favorite spots that he recommends you should check out uh if you've never been to oregon if you have been to oregon you should definitely make it back. You should. It's go one of the best time. trips I've ever done. You know what? One of my favorite no times in Oregon was. I actually pulled up the link here. Was that sure? Uh, when we were in Cape Lookout State Park and we had the kid on with us. Yeah, I've actually got the link here. 
So Sandy's recommendation is to go there in May or June. Okay. That sounds good to me. But uh, I'm just posting a link right now. So we had a musician join us in Oregon. His name was The Kid, and he played with us at Cape Lookout State Park. I just posted the link in the comments. You guys should check out this video. It was the rain had just broke. We were in camp. People from all over the other campsites were joining us. It was cool. We had a uh, award-winning chef cooking us crabs. Yes, we did. <laughs> it was it was kind of bonkers. Guys that foraged for mushrooms on their way to our campsite. On their way to the campsite. Yeah, impressive. But you should check that out, and it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be back on the road starting next week. Next Monday, we're out. We will be in Florida, and we'll be broadcasting live from Florida. Before we you get got there, it. I got this. I can get this out. <laughs> uh, Thursday, this coming Thursday, did you know that you can get a degree in outdoor product design? That No, I did not know Want that. Want to know how to design tents or maybe the next best uh, cooler? Maybe yeah, that's how I make my millions on Kickstarter. Oh, boy. We've got a guy joining us from Utah State University. Okay. Who uh, They've got a new program in outdoor product design. They'll be joining us. Oh, Jana loved the campfire session with the kid. Yeah, it was awesome. Can't blame her. Uh, but we'll have uh, – his name is Chase Anderson from Utah State University. Fantastic. We'll be joining us on the show on Thursday. And then next week we'll be live from Florida where it'll hopefully be not snowing like it is here in Minnesota. <laughs> really not into that. That one on Thursday will be good. You and I can get pretty nerdy with gear and design. I can try to. Yeah, yeah. I, that's going to be fun. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks to our special guest, Chris from Oregon State Parks. My name is Nick from 50 Campfires. And I'm Clint from 50 Campfires. And you guys have a great uh, couple of days. We'll see you on Thursday. And don't forget to enter to win the 50 Campfires Daily Outdoor Magnet. We'll see you soon. Well, after talking to Chris, one thing is completely clear in my mind. I've got to make it back to Oregon and do some more exploration. I hope you'll consider it as well. It's a great state to visit and explore. For more tips, tricks, gear reviews, recipes, and more, please visit us at 50campfires.com. And don't forget, subscribe to the Daily Outdoor Podcast on your application of choice. We'll see you next time.